Look out, here comes The Blitz, a podcast dedicated to covering all the local sports in Sumter, Lee, and Clarendon Counties. A member of the Item Podcast Network, presented, as always, by SKF. SKF Sumter is a global world-class employer providing a clean, conditioned environment, platinum benefits, and opportunities for everyone to grow. SKF proudly manufactures bearings to serve the medical, defense, and robotic industries. SKF, the world of reliable rotation. To apply today, go to skf.com. Welcome back to another episode of The Blitz. I'm Tim Leibel, and today we've got Sumter High head coach Jeff Schaefer in to talk a little hoops and you know, region play starting up this week, Jeff. We thought it was the perfect time to get you in here to talk a little basketball. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about, you know, where you guys are kind of at this year. You know, you guys are kind of fresh off your first game back after a little break after Christmas. Um, let's talk a little bit about just kind of how you wanted to spend that that span of time kind of after the holidays. You guys played a, a tournament right before the holidays. What was kind of the process for you guys to kind of use that span of time to kind of learn your lessons from the first half before region play, uh, before getting into the game. Yeah, you know, we've kind of front-loaded that schedule this year pretty heavy. We had three terms, uh, you know, preseason terms and the Christmas term, obviously. And um, so it gave us time to check some of these younger kids that are, that are new to the program, see what they're capable of doing. And we, we played some pretty good competition. And so it, it, it got our feet wet. You know, we kind of understood where we're at, what we need to work on. And then basically I gave them off. Uh, I think we got back from the tournament on the 23rd, and I gave them off until actually Monday. We didn't, we didn't we only had one day of practice before we played the game that night. But I just felt like they needed to recharge their batteries a little bit and be with family over the holidays. Absolutely. And, I mean, you, you mentioned new kids in the program, and you do have a very young team this year, you know, coming off of uh, last year's run to the state championship game. And, you know, talk a little bit on what that process has been like uh, of getting a good feel for a lot of these girls. You know, despite the, the age, some of these girls – you know, have been with the varsity program for a little bit, but uh, super young team this year with a lot of freshmen and sophomores. Yeah, you know, they're going to go through some growing pains, and, and our, our guard play, I think we've probably got, as a collective whole, three of the best guards in the state when we put them together as a, as a unit. And so, you know, we're only going to go as far as, as those kids can kind of push things for us. And so far, they've been doing, you know, they've been doing a really good job of that. Our goals are the same, you know, every year. Which The first thing I always work with is character. I want to build character. Uh, John Gordon, uh, an author, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he writes a lot of motivational books. And he's got a quote that says, character drives talent to greatness. And I think that's a, 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 just a great quote because, you know, the more you look at these kids and try to develop things off the basketball court from a character standpoint, the more successful they're liable to be on the court. And then going forward beyond that, if they don't play basketball the rest of their lives, at least we're trying to teach them life lessons. So, you know, we're doing that with the kids. We like to take them to tournaments so that they can experience places they may not have been before uh, against competition that they may not see so that they can start to develop kind of an awareness uh, of what it takes to get to that next level. You know, as far as our goals, our team goals, I think for the kids every year, obviously it's to, to play for a state championship, to win the region, to win the city tournament, if you will. And, um, you know, my goals for that are I want us to be one of those programs that's looked at year in and year out as we don't want to go through Sumter. We don't want to have to play Sumter. And we're not quite there yet. We're getting there. Um, and I think with this younger crowd, you know, especially my sophomore class, I think you know, by the time they're seniors, maybe we've developed that legacy to, to compete with the Dormans and the Dutch Forks and the, and the Goose Creeks of the world. And, and so you know, that's where we're at right now. And, and we stress with them you know, every day, 
we're capable of beating teams that we're supposed to beat just based on our skill level. But at some point in time, we're going to have to put the basketball IQ with our talent, with our character, with the skill level to beat these elite teams. And we kind of saw a little bit of that over at Keenan when we played them in that, in that preseason tournament. I, I think they're probably one of the best teams in the state regardless of classification. And, and we looked a little bit like deer in headlights that night. And I think that had a little bit to do with the fact that, you know, Dawn was in the, in the crowd watching and she's recruiting Malaysia over there. So I think our kids were a little shell-shocked. And, and we got down, I think, like 45 to 12 maybe at halftime. But then in the second half, we basically played on an even keel with them. So, you know, those are the kinds of things that we're trying to develop with this with this program to just be able to get out there and, and, and recognize that, yeah, it's one thing to be the best team in Sumter. It's another thing to be the best team in the state. Yeah, and, you know, you guys kind of, you know, you guys started the year with that kind of number one uh, moniker coming into the season and, you know, puts a big target on your back as the team that, you know, played in the state championship game last year. And with a team that is so young, what is kind of the challenge of, you know, living up to that for them because you guys did face some really tough competition in the beginning part of your schedule. Um, that you know, it, it it was difficult for girls at times maybe to to be be prepared to kind of be that team with the target on their back right out of the gate. Yeah, it's nice to be recognized that way. But what I tell our kids, I said, you can't read press clippings. Just don't even bother. It's at this point in time in the season it doesn't mean anything. We want to be number one at the end of the season, and it's hard. Obviously, you know, they see it. People are telling them, hey, you're number one in the state. And so we try to keep them grounded, you know, every day in practice. I fuss at them pretty hard, and they know I'm going to be the first one to pick them up off the floor when something happens. But they've got to understand that just because somebody says it, it doesn't mean that that's what's going to come to fruition. You've got to go out on the basketball court and actually prove it every night. And I told them the one thing that, that, that it brings with that target is every game, regardless of who you play, whether they're one of the worst teams in the state or one of the best teams in the state, they're going to bring their best game against you just because of your ranking, and you've got to be prepared for that. So, that, you know, you may play a team that you could beat nine out of ten times, but that tenth time, because they're jacked up to play the number one team in the state, you can't let your guard down. And so, you know, we, we try to get that philosophy where we respect everybody but don't fear anybody. And, and it's a fine line that you've got to walk with, with younger kids in, in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, you guys, like I mentioned, you guys played a tough schedule early. You had Keenan, you know, your second game of the season was, you know, lost to Rock Hill. And uh, a lot of that was was really good tournaments that you were playing. And talk a little bit on uh, your kind of mindset in having games like that early in the season for these girls to get tested early. Well, obviously, I think, you know, you got to go in there and it's baptism by fire in some extent with these younger kids. And, you know, Kenny up at Rock Hill, he's a really good friend of mine. And his program is kind of a mirror of ours. They do a lot of the same things that we do. So I was really happy to get to play them early on. And we talk literally probably at least once or twice a week, and, and we've been kind of prodding everybody, each other, back and forth. Hey, hey, let's let, let's make sure we see each other again in, in Columbia. So that's kind of our goal for the two of us because we're such good friends. Uh, but, yeah, you know, with the kids being out there uh, playing against that competition, it's just going to make them better at the end of the season when you want to be playing your best basketball. Absolutely. And, you know, with how young this team is, what you know, is it even more important to kind of get some of those games in early, especially – when you kind of have that number one ranking, just to kind of make sure they get, you know, they don't get too big ahead kind of early in the season. They kind of see the importance of kind of bringing your best every game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, all three tournaments that we've played in, we've, we've run up against a team that, that just outplayed us for a particular game. And obviously that was an eye-opening experience. And, and being able to go to them, break down film with them afterwards and say, look, this is this is where we're deficient in these games. Obviously it's, it's a learning curve that the sophomores are going through right now. 
But my biggest challenge right now really is, is with a young team like this is finding somebody to step up as the leader and be that person that's in charge when things aren't going exactly perfect. And that's that's our biggest challenge right now, finding somebody that's willing to take the bull by the horns and kind of you know lead everybody else through the process. Yeah, and you know, the natural fit for that would be Kiara Krosky. And I mean, she has been a part of your program for a long time now, despite only being a sophomore. Talk a little bit on her kind of role this season, um, you know, as the girl that has the most experience on this team that even has some seniors, but she's kind of outplayed them at the varsity level just for time on the court at this point. Yeah, Key's a great kid. She, her personality, she's kind of a laid-back individual, and I've been trying to coach her up on being able to flip that switch. You know, it's okay to be laid-back, but when the game's on the line, you have to at some point in time flip the switch and become that A player versus the B personality. And, and so she's learning that, and she plays on a really outstanding AAU team. So she's able to facilitate a little bit more there. She doesn't have to be necessarily that go-to player. And so there's there's that 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 process of, of trying to say, okay, with your AAU team, it's fine to be a facilitator and get your you know your shots in once in a while because you've got four other people you can depend on. At the high school level with us, you can't be as much of a facilitator as you need to be the person that's, that's taking charge of, of what's going on on both ends of the court. And offensively, I don't worry about it quite as much as I do defensively. She's still got to... Still got to learn to, like I say, flip that switch and be that stopper, be that person who who wants the pressure on her. And as she gets older, I mean, she's only a sophomore. She gets older, she's going to acquire those those traits and, and talents. Absolutely. You know, what is the benefit of uh, you know a girl in that position being you know the same age as a lot of these young girls that are on this team, um, being put in a position where you know she can turn to her classmate and say, you know, I've been here before. We can kind of get through uh, tough situations because she's pretty much seen it all. At this point. Yeah, and, and that's a tough situation for her to be in, obviously, because when your peers are the same, you know, same age, the benefit that we have is most of these kids play together growing up. You know, they played middle school basketball against each other. They they played some AAU against each other. So that's not quite as difficult as it could be if you were bringing kids in from you know all over the place. But it, it is a challenge for her. And again, it goes kind of back to her personality because she is a little bit laid back and she sometimes does defer things when I don't really want her to. Uh, but she's getting better at that. And, and the two other guards, and that's where that would come in, I think, mostly with the two other guards that play with her, they kind of understand the process. You know, we sit them down every year and say, okay, this is kind of the role we expect for each of you, and you just need to fulfill that. And, and those three, if they will learn that the other two are going to make that third person better every time they step on the court, instead of it being a, a, a contest to see who can get the most points or the most blocks or the most rebounds, Let's see if we can do it as a collective whole. And when they do that, we can be really, really good. And so that, that's been, you know, again, one of those things that you just got to learn with, with younger players. They just got to learn to go through that process. And talk a little bit more on that kind of trio, those those three guards. You know, that sophomore group that, um, you know, is such a big part of this team. And, um, you know, putting a lot of pressure on kind of one position group because they are the thing that kind of drives the ship a little bit. Yeah, without a doubt. The three of them, they, they just, I can't say enough about them that they – uh, on the defensive end, when they step up and, and really play some hard on those defense, it really gets our offense started in transition. We're able to get the ball out and go the other direction. And so, there again, it's a challenge every day to stress to them that, hey, you know, 80% of the time you're not touching the basketball. So what are you doing with that 80%? 20% of the time I know what you're doing with it, you're shooting it. But the other 80%, that's what we've got to work on. And, and with those three out there on the perimeter being able to do that, you know, they're, they're kind of small. But they're quick, 
And so we've got to use that to our advantage and be able to get up down the court at a fast pace. Yeah, what is kind of the pros and cons of, you know, you mentioned the, the size thing there. Um, and, you know, with that being the position group that really kind of drives this team, um, what are kind of the pros and cons of having those kind of smaller, speedier guards um, and how that kind of plays into the way you guys want to play ball? Well, obviously it's a benefit on the perimeter with their with their perimeter defense. It becomes a little bit of an issue with rebounding. We're struggling with that a little bit right now, but even – even with that said, Key, I think, is our second-leading rebounder. So she's not afraid to go down in there and mix it up and grab some rebounds. So, you know, the strength of it is obviously perimeter defense and being able to shoot the ball from outside. If teams start to post us up, then it becomes a little bit more of a challenge uh, in the interior. And so far, we haven't found too many teams that have guard play that can really kind of completely stifle our guards. Rock Hill is the closest that we've seen with that respect. And so, we're you know, obviously we're going to have to work on that when we get teams that are guard oriented that maybe can challenge our guards a little bit. Yeah, and Raquel Brown is one of those girls that has kind of stepped up this year where she didn't have a ton of playing time last year. She got some experience, but she's really kind of stepping into a bigger role this year. Talk a little bit on her development in particular. Yeah, without a doubt, she's 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 learning. She, she, she has had some challenges with what we do from a structure standpoint. She's used to being pretty loose and running up down the court. So at the high school level, I always stress them, you know, we've got to be a little bit more structured than you are in middle school. You've got to be more structured in college than you are in high school. And it's, it's a process that you've got to go through. And she's starting to pick those kinds of things up. Extremely athletic, sees the court extremely well. In fact, sometimes she makes passes that, that I'm shocked that she actually sees the, where to throw the ball at, at a particular time. It's not always the correct way to get the ball there, but she's at least seeing where the ball should go. And those are the things that she's going to have to clean up, you know, instead of trying to throw a chest pass across the lane, maybe a little bounce pass into the post, those little things. And she's getting a lot, lot better at it. But she's she's probably one of the most athletic kids that I've got. She does see the court extremely well, and she's just a big competitor. She loves to, she loves to play the game. Yeah, and then Keziah Sanders, you know, she got some playing time last year and, and now, you know, stepping into that thing as well. Um, talk a little bit on on kind of her progression as a, as a sophomore kind of developing a little bit. Well, last year, she was kind of the unknown commodity. You know, they didn't guard her very much, and she was able to knock down some threes in the playoffs for us that really made a difference, uh, especially it's in Somerville when, um, when we played Somerville at home and Key got into a little foul trouble in the first half. Keziah uh, stepped up big, hit some big clutch threes, one right there at the, at the buzzer the first half that really changed that complexion of that game. And then even in the playoffs, you know, she hit a couple big threes when we were starting to, you know, struggle a little bit with our offense. This year, unfortunately... People have seen film on her. <clears throat> Excuse me. So she's having a little bit harder time getting her shots off because they are keying on her a little bit. And because of her size, they go after her pretty hard. They trap her. They get her in, in spots where she just can't get as a smaller guard. And she's made great strides in staying out of the corners and getting more into the middle of the court. So she's made some you know huge strides in that respect. But again, you know she's known now. You know people see that hey we got to guard her too when she's on the perimeter. But again, it, it, it's a three-headed snake. I mean, you, know, you guard her, and you leave the other two open. You, you know, you guard the other two, and then she's open. So it, it's a it's a very nice problem to have. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, with the strength of those guards, you know, the next step is, is seeing how things develop in the post. And, you know, Alicia Spann has some good experience down there from, from being a, a role player on last year's team that went to the state championship. But, you know, what has been the process of, of developing things down low a little bit and kind of building around her uh, in the post? Well, you know, the, the big thing with those kids, we've got two players really down in the post, and Shamira this year is, is having to play a little bit more in the post than she did last year. But 
you know, just getting them the experience and the touches. And, you know, we tell the kids, let's work on the inside game, then allow the outside game to take place. We want to get those post players involved in it. And, uh, you know, Alicia, just because of, of her size and strength, she poses a, a problem in the paint. You know, she's still got to get a little bit faster with her, her lateral quickness to be able to get on the inside of some of these people or block out just a little bit better because if, if she'll learn to do that and get her body in the correct position and go up, she's going to out-rebound almost everybody on the floor just because, you know, her wingspan is up there. You know, when she stands up, her, her arms are probably up there at about seven, eight feet. And so if she can learn to get that inside position and use that athleticism a little bit, obviously that's going to help her. And so our guards, you know, that's what we focus on. You know, try and get the ball inside, and, you know, if they're not, you know, if not there, you kick it back out to the outside and, and then we roll. So that's kind of been the, the mindset behind what we've been trying to do with post players. Yeah, and I mean, you know, for the last few years, you had Lakin down there to, uh, to be a kind of consistent player in the post. And how have you guys had to kind of develop, uh, you know, some maybe some, some different styles offensively because, you know, over the last few years, maybe even more kind of uh, guard heavy with those kind of smaller, uh, those smaller guards. So how have you kind of had to see how that group has had to change just based on, you know, where you've got girls? Well, with that, you know, Lakin was able to face up to the basket a little bit more than, than post players that I have, you know, currently on the team. Although even our post players this year are getting better at that. But Lakin was, was able to face up. She was able to handle the ball a little bit better in transition. And so it was kind of a different mindset with the way we approached how to get the ball into the post. And again, it goes back to our guards being able to have that basketball IQ. You know, with Lakin, they could give her some passes when she was maybe in transition and moving in traffic. Where with Alicia, she's got to have those feet set just a little bit more and get a good solid foundation because she's not used to that yet in that in that transition mode. So our guards are, are having to learn that because a lot of times they're still trying to make those passes that they were making into the post last year, and we're just not there yet. And so you know that's one of the things that we've been stressing with them. You know, the bounce pass versus a chest pass for somebody like Alicia is much easier for her to handle because she likes to play with her back to the basket. And so that's been that's been a little bit of a challenge so far. Absolutely. And, you know, now this week you guys are diving into region play. Uh, you know, we're recording this before your game on Friday against uh, Sockasee, but, uh, you know, starting off with three straight road games. And, you know, what is the process uh, for you guys of, of having to go to the beach kind of right out of the gate a few times in a row and, and get things going there? Well, it's a mental challenge more than it is a physical challenge. I think you, know, you get on that bus and you ride for two hours and you get off and you're kind of groggy. So, we, you know, we always try to get them up about a half hour before we get there to kind of get them awake and get them back into the into the groove of things. Uh, but, yeah, it's a big challenge to go down to the beach. It's it's the one drawback for us being the only team here, in the, you know, basically in the part of the state that, that goes to the beach. Um, so it's a little bit of a challenge. But like I told them, it's the shoes on the opposite foot when they come to us. So you know, you've got to rise to the occasion and be prepared no matter you know where you play or when you play or if there's a delay because of uh, weather or COVID or whatever. you just got to be mentally focused and geared in. I tell them every time we get on the bus, okay, this is a business trip. This isn't a social trip. It's a business trip. You know, Listen to your music, relax, chill, think about what you've got to do on the way down there. But when you step off the bus, again, we've got to flip that light switch and, and now it's game time. And then when you get after the game, you flip the light switch off and, you know, you have a good time coming home and relax and, and enjoy the ride back. So it, mentally, it's more of a challenge, especially with younger kids. But the, the benefit that we have is we've been doing it for a couple of years now with these kids. And they play a lot of AAU, so they travel all over the you know southeastern United States. So, you know, that part of it is not as, as big a deal as just kind of staying on the, on the focus part of it when we get off the bus. And, you know, we, we get them into the locker room fairly quick and, you know, try to get them thinking about the game as quick as we can. 
Absolutely. You know, what is kind of the outlook on the region this year? You know, last year you guys had some tough games within this region. Uh, what do you expect to kind of see out of the other groups in the region this year? Well, we've, we've, got, we've got some challenges. I mean, obviously, Carolina Forest is extremely well coached. Every year she, she, has, she does outstanding work with what she's got. They're down a little bit, but I think when I looked at their record the other day, they were either 8-3 and three or 6-3, and three, something like that. The rest of them are, are hovering around 500, but each of them present a little bit of a different challenge. You know, going into Socrates, they've got a post player that's a, that's a big presence in the paint. She's, I think she's at least 6'4", um, good-sized kid, plays well around the basket, so that's going to be a little bit of a challenge. And then we go to play somebody like Carolina Forest. Now now they're more guard-oriented, so you know we're, we're having to work on different challenges with each of those groups. So, you know, and again, you know, we lost two region games last year and played for the state championship. So, again, it's got to be that mindset of, you know, you got to step on the court and prove it every night, regardless of who you're playing, because if you don't, something like that can happen. And, and again, that's why we load that front part of that schedule up with tough games so that when we get to the region, hey, we've been in this situation before, you know, we know what to do with it. Yeah, and I'm sure the, those kind of big games in the early schedule – uh, even bigger this year, coming off of a year like last year, where you guys barely got to play any games before you headed into the region schedule. So how does just kind of having a weird year like last year kind of affect um, the way you kind of approach things this year, just because, you know, you finally got to have you know a full slate of games before you got into the region schedule? Yeah, we were kind of going in preparing for a season like we had last year, really. Uh, I was expecting some stops and some starts, and um, I think we still may see that. You've got some teams that are starting to cancel some games, so I'm a little concerned with that. But like I said, it, it's an everyday thing. You know, you take it one day at a time. Everybody's faced with the same set of challenges. Uh, we've obviously got to protect our kids and make sure that they're healthy first and foremost. So, you know, it, it's just like I said, it's one day at a time, and whatever the situation is, we just have to rise to the to the occasion and be ready for that challenge. Whether whether it's weather, health related issues, or or whatever. Yeah, and obviously, you know, with goals. Everyone knows what the goals are. It's on her high for for winning state titles, but let's talk a little bit about the process of kind of getting there. You know, you got a full region slate before you guys get to the playoffs and things like that. What are the biggest steps that you need to see uh, to get a good grasp on, you know, whether or not this team is kind of capable of following in last year's shoes and getting back to that state championship game? Well, you know, we, we, we started working on it in the summer, you know, actually, and, and I've been using the, as Clover as an example. I said, you know, the year before they beat us in the state championship, they probably should have won a state championship that year as well. You know, they lost to Goose Creek, I think, by two. And I said, so they came back into the following season with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder saying, you know, we should have won that last year. We're going to take care of business this year. And you saw that late in that state championship game. You know, their, their leadership, their senior leadership just said, okay, enough of this. We're not going to go down this road again. And they rose to the challenge. And we, I don't want to say we cowered a little bit, but we made some freshman mistakes. And, and so when we got together this summer, we said, look, we have to be that team now. We have to be that team with the chip on our shoulder. You can't be satisfied. Yeah, we probably should have won a state championship last year, but last year's over. You've you, you got to forget about it. And my approach has always been the windshield on the car is bigger than the rearview mirror for a reason. And so, you know, what's out in front of you has to be your focus. And so that's kind of where we started with it. And then by playing a tough non-conference tournament schedule early, we could see, okay, where were we compared to last year? And I felt like we were maybe a step behind where we were at that state championship, which is okay early on in the season, but at least it was a litmus test to let us know where we were at that point. Then you move into, you know, your Christmas schedule, your non-conference schedule, which we still had some pretty decent teams in, you know, Hartsville. Obviously, Westwood's a good quality team that we played non-conference. And so now you take the next step through that season, you know, that, that progression, and then you, 
play your Christmas tournament. And again, the level of competition with that with that Bishop Kenny team out of Florida who could absolutely shoot the lights out of it, again, told us where we need to stand. You know, we're still not there on our perimeter defense against teams who can shoot the ball well. So that put us into that next level. So I always kind of categorize the season into kind of four steps. You've got your preseason, you got your holiday tournaments, you got your region play, and then you got your, your playoffs. And so obviously, like every coach in the country, they want to be playing their best basketball for, you know, during the end of the season when it's the conference or the national championship or the state championship, whatever it is. And so, yeah, we, we've measured that, you know, slowly. And we're getting there. We're still not there. It was like I told them last night. I said, you know, you were able to get out of this game last night, but are you going to be able to get out of the second or third round playing the way you played at times last night? And I'm a big believer in and it's hard for me because I'm a perfectionist, and basketball is obviously not a perfect sport. You can't play a perfect basketball game, but you can play with perfect effort. And, and that's what we try to stress every day going into every game, every practice. Come with perfect effort. You're not going to be perfect, but there's no excuse for not coming with perfect effort. And if you come with that perfect effort, there's a pretty good chance at the end of the season you're going to be very happy with where you're at because of that. And so that's what we're trying to push right now is just to play every day in practice and in games with, with perfect effort. Yeah, and how much does it, you know, help that, you know, not only did you play good teams early, but you play them kind of in that tournament format where you're playing, you know, a little bit more regularly than, you know, when you get to region play, you're just kind of playing two games a week. Um, that format of, of, you know, playing good teams back-to-back in the span of a week, how does that help you kind of prepare for seeing something closer to that when you get to playoff time? Well, I, you know, I think the big thing there is the conditioning factor, obviously. Um, you want to be in shape, obviously, late in the season. And I always tell them, I want to be running downhill in the fourth quarter. When the other team's trying to run uphill, I want us to be going downhill. So those early games where you're playing back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, get some of that conditioning in. So then when you get into the playoffs, yeah, you might be tired, your body might be a little bit banged up, but you're, you're used to it, you've, you've been doing it. And, and so um, you know, I think that's the mindset that you have to have is, is to be in the best possible physical and mental shape going into those playoffs. Absolutely. And well, Jeff, I'm sure we'll be getting you back in here as we're getting ready for the playoffs, but we're looking forward to see uh, what the Lady Gamecocks are able to do this year. Thanks for coming in and chance to basketball. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It was good talking to you today. Absolutely. And everybody, be sure to tune back in next week as we continue to tell interesting local sports stories. For the Ida Podcast Network and CDS Sunker, I'm Tim Lytle. Thanks for listening. All right, that'll do.